Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnie, old Julie Hayden, Truth Straight Up, Chuck and Julie Show, brought to you by AmericaCitizenPress.com and Denver Cinegenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. We're thrilled to have with us gubernatorial candidate Greg Lopez, who we've known for a while. Um, his campaign seems to be catching a, a, a good boost. Uh, Heidi Ganals has not really taken off as everybody hoped. So a lot of people are looking around and Greg is a great one to look to. So Greg, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me, Chuck and Julie. It's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I'm going to jump right into it. Chuck and I were talking um, earlier today, and there are a lot of people, former talk show hosts we used to work with, with a radio station, uh, who cannot be mentioned. No, I'm kidding. Peter Boyles, who are, and people like that are on the rampage saying that Colorado, we need, we need more rhinos. We need more rhinos. We must have rhinos. We must have rhinos. And he's attacking, and people are attacking anyone who's not a rhino. And I was saying to Chuck, you know, there was a time, and these guys try to portray rhinos as moderate mainstream. at mainstream you know, and anyone who's not a rhino is extreme. extremist but i'm like no rhinos are essentially swamp creatures anymore maybe there was a time when they're <laughs> no they're always swamp creatures. Well, they're, they're, they're swamp creatures so you're either a swamp creature we should quit calling them rhinos because except as chuck says it annoys them but but they're not they're swamp creatures and anyone who's not a rhino is a decent upstanding person like you well, so uh, no. and i can say you know when when we had the big hubbub about the red flag bill and and, and uh, uh, Greg Silverman um, tried to get everybody to come on his show. He said, oh, yeah, I support the red flag bill. And Craig, um, Mr. Lopez, was the only one who said, no, I, I don't support the red flag right. I mean, that, that right. was, he stood up. And do you think the election was maybe stolen in, in the United States for Donald Trump? I tell you, there's a lot of shenanigans going on across the country. You know, and you're, you, you know, there's some states like Arizona and other places that you know, they're doing a lot of research. So, you know, the jury's still out, but the fact that there's so many roadblocks being put in place tells me that someone's trying to hide something, you know, and for me, it's like, let's do, let's make sure we have election process integrity, but you know, Chuck, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, my gut is leaning me in that direction, but I'm waiting to see what the results are. Well, Well, the results are hard to get to because the court won't let you get the results and, and, People like Peter say point to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court just said you didn't have standing. Trump didn't have right. standing, which is their way of they never had a had a uh, hearing in which they all the election fraud. Yes, yeah, the facts out, were actually brought out. Yeah. out. And you're right. There's no we have no absolute proof at this point the election was stolen. But if I had to go by my gut, I certainly think there's a lot of suspicious things going on and a lot of That's people. Right. Trying. Well, and you know, here's the bottom line too is, and this is this is what I believe. The reason that people like refuse to, that's like you know say their name, just say no, right? The reason people refuse to want anyone to talk about it is they want to employ some of the same tactics. Again, Whether you want yeah. to call it rigged, like Molly Hemingway, they want to do it again, and they don't want right. us looking at anything, and they want to squelch any attempt. So I guess let me just I'm going to give you a softball question. Um, <laughs> okay, but that's good. You, you deserve one. I mean, why don't you tell us? 
talk to us about in terms of, you know, let's not get into rhino extremists, something like that. What, 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 I mean, what is it that you see we need in Colorado and what kind of Republican can win in Colorado? Well, let me tell you, you know, I've been traveling the state. I've been talking to a lot of people, both Republicans, unaffiliated and Democrats. I'm going to tell you right now what the people of Colorado are looking for is a governor that they can truly believe he cares about them, that he is connecting with them, that he's going to be honest, right, and can really understand the challenges that most people face every single day. You know, when you have $600 million as a net worth, you have no idea what's going on in the minds of someone that's working at minimum wage or someone that's just trying to make their mortgage and so forth. So I'm going to tell you right now, the people of Colorado are telling me, look, we need someone that we can trust, someone who will tell us the truth, someone who will lead us into a brighter future, someone that really will work hard for all of us, not just the, you know, the, nine, uh, the nine counties in the urban corridor, right. but someone that understands that there are rural Colorado and that we're all essential. And this is what I see. And I'm going to tell you, Julie and Chuck, when I look in the eyes of Coloradans and I listen to their voice, you know, there's a deep concern about the future of our state. They have no trust in where we're going. You know, they really want just someone that says, you know what, I understand your pain. I understand where you're coming from. And we got to move together because we got to get Colorado back. And so that's why I'm running for governor. And I'm telling you, I got Democrats right now, strong, prominent Democrats that are telling me, Greg, you must win the nomination for the Republican Party because once you get nominated, we're going to make sure that you become the next governor of Colorado. Well, I'll have to say, I believe ballot harvesting and the $40 million that uh, Catherine Murdoch, Catherine Murdoch and others, the governor himself will put $40 million in to collect ballots in the front range. Oh, yeah. is almost unbeatable. Uh, but I want somebody who'll stand up so that that we can get who will point out ballot harvesting will fight for us and so even if we can't overcome the ballot harvesting we don't have somebody saying we have the gold standard of election when when ballot harvesting and ballot muling which is illegal but i've never met a democrat who who thought that uh, anything illegal in voting was anything but voter suppression they don't care they honestly don't care you know Uh, if we're the gold standard right let's show us the goal Show yeah. us the system. Let us <laughs> right. look at it. <laughs> right. If we're such a great, you know, if we're such a great system, why are we so afraid to let everybody see it? Right. Let right. us see this goal that you're talking about. <laughs> we're supposed to believe that everything's okay. We're supposed to believe that everything's hunky dory. Don't look here. You right. know, you and I both know that, you know what, when we have people that are out there, like you said, Chuck, a ballot harvesting and doing some other stuff. You know, the only way we're going to get us back to the confidence that our election process is not tainted is when we do away with the mail ballot and we go back to standing in lines, go back to the polls and just have everybody vote on the same day at the same time without having any mail ballots coming in. Right. Well, the, 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 The system started to break apart in 2002 when Donata Davidson, who was the secretary of state, Republican secretary of state, got conned into, as all our Secretary of State seemed to get conned in, along with the clerks, that that uh, no fault or no basis uh, absentee ballots was fine. Um, and so then all you got people who didn't have to sell be out of town or anything else, they could just apply for an absentee ballot or someone else could apply on their behalf. And that's when the system started to break up. And that's that started the, 
the the great rumbling till now we just they send out as many ballots as they possibly can uh they harvest them they mule them they do everything else um and the fact that our politicians by and large don't get that fact because they've never done a mail ballot election where they harvested ones and they worked with democrats and everything else they have not the slightest idea how the system really works or they think they're protected by it and don't care no you know in the last election there was a young lady in Colorado Springs that I just met. She was walking her dog. I was in a neighborhood and she goes, when she found out that I was running for governor, she goes, you won't believe this. I got four ballots in my home. Right. Three of them weren't, weren't even my name. Right. You know, yeah. People that used to live there, people that moved, you know, renters. And I said, so what'd you do with the other three? She goes, well, I just threw them away. But it just goes again to show that you know, our election polls, our voter registration lists are not being purged. They're not being maintained. They're not watching the integrity of the process. Why would one household get four different names at the same address? Someone's not right. watching. Well, and also somebody could have come by and picked those ballots up she threw away. Right. Yeah, I mean, they do. That's one of the things you do up in Boulder. They have tons that go to well, student dorms and they have people who who've harvest mule them. And then yeah. now that's illegal. Um, the regular ballot harvesting is quote unquote legal. Um, but, but only with uh, 10 ballots, but no one checks. We've no got, one, no yeah. one checks right. anything. And we have, we that's have, what I'm saying. We got to go back to standing in line. You know, yeah. we, other states do it. You know, we're not that special. You know, so we need just to stand in line and vote and like get rid of this perception, right? They say in politics, perception is reality. Well, right <laughs> now, the perception of the people out there is that there's something not right with our elections, the way we're running them now. So let's clean them up. Let's clean them up a little bit and let's get rid of that perception. No, you're right. Well, and yeah, exactly. But no, you're going to be banned from talking about it. We're banned from YouTube, et cetera. Hey, I want to ask you about something else, though, too, because I know you have a lot of experience with small business. We had Ben Murray with the Independence Institute um, on our show a couple of weeks ago, and he had a survey. They got very little traction, really, if any, and most of the mainstream media. But they did a, a, some research and they found that compared to post pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, right? Um, that there are 43, 43% fewer small businesses in, in Colorado, Colorado total. now, total. In the meantime, the the wealth of the Fortune 500 companies in Colorado, i.e. Jared Polis, rose 63% in that same period of time. I mean, that's the kind of thing I go back to when you said Polis, his wealth went up 63%. Meanwhile, 43% fewer small businesses in Colorado. I mean, that's just the outrageous. And uh, nobody well, You may want to about- talk to, to Mr. Murray, because I think that's a great one to go on the campaign trail. No, with. definitely. Look, being the former director of the United States Small Business Administration here in Colorado, right? I can tell you that that number is accurate. You know, we have 43% less small business owners than we did before the pandemic. And overnight, when the governor shut down the entire state, right. he shut down over 600,000 small business owners. Yes. 600,000. Wow. Right? So he was saying, hey, we're going to save lives. He was destroying families. He was destroying the futures of a lot of Coloradans. And those are the numbers, right? And I'm going to tell you this. The reason I believe that they're trying to make it hard for small business owners to survive and thrive is because we're independent. We're tenacity, right? We want to be able to fulfill our own dreams without government in the way. And it's always interesting, right? You have the governor that's worth $600 million, but he doesn't want to pay the taxes. 
Yeah, yeah right. it did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Not only right. I, I don't want that's a difference between he and us. I don't want to pay him either, but I do. <laughs> exactly right. And he's got all these accountants and all these other people trying to figure out how do I pay less? How do I pay less? Right. And then he doesn't use that philosophy on us because instead of telling calling it a tax, he calls it a fee. Yeah, he's yes. still putting his hand in our pocket. He's still taking away our money. Because Ooh. he wants to clearly make us all reliant on government. Well, well you know, I, you know yeah. what I like about your campaign thing, I mean, you're talking about let's lower all the taxes, including all the confiscatory uh, yeah. property taxes going to have. Well, let, let's get rid of the masks. Let's get rid of the mandates. Let's get rid of the mandatory vaccines. Um, you know, that, that, that seemed to work when out. I'm governor. I'm going to, I will make sure that small businesses do not pay sales tax for five years because we've hurt them so much, right? Yeah. That they need to keep as much money as possible. Yeah. We will get rid of these mandates and these uh, restrictions that we have. There's no reason for us to have mandatory vaccines. And no. I'm going to make sure that small business, right? Small yeah. business and pl- employees have a right to choose whether they want to get the jab or not get the jab. So there's a lot of changes going to happen under the Lopez administration. I can assure well, you. Well, and in addition to that, one of the great um, issues in Virginia was the schools. And I think I think you know you yes. have this county and the idea that will increase charter schools, particularly for minorities and other disadvantaged, not less. Uh, That's right. I mean, so the idea that that the uh, I'm going to bring vouchers to the state of Colorado. Good, okay, good. vouchers and school choice. And make sure that vouchers are eligible not only for those that are teaching at home, but anywhere that the parents want to send their child, right? right. We're going to have to amend the Constitution of Colorado, and that's okay. It's been done before, you yeah. know, but parents have rights. Yeah, the Democrats well, do it all the You time. know, and look at what's going that's on right. in Denver. You're probably going to have a ton of people support you in that. I mean, Denver just elected, to, at first they investigate, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to investigate Grifter Tay Anderson for sexual assault on students and sexual harassment. And then they turn around and they vote him to be the vice president. I mean, the Denver school board has been totally taken over by the unions. And and, the, and, the left, and I mean, if, if you thought critical race theory was, was, you know, not a big deal in Denver now, the, the school board president is saying Denver schools are systemically racist. It's like, I mean, if talk about destroying a city, you're going to have people fleeing. Anyone with children. I'm going to tell you this, Julie. Look, critical race theory is just wrong. It's just plain wrong. I don't care how they try to explain it, right? No one is racist because of the color of their skin, you know, and they're just trying to divide us, you know, and if they truly believe that, if they truly believe that there's races uh, throughout Denver and systemic, how come they're not moving out of the way? How come they're not resigning? How come they're not, you know, yeah. staying at home and say, hey, we're going to let more, you know, diversity up here on these panels. But right. you notice they still want to hold on to their power. Right. And the, right. to to elect Tay Anderson as the vice chairman of the school board. Right. I mean, that is so wrong that and for them to do that, you can actually see the character of these people, the right. character, the moral values that they have. Right. Not only did they do an injustice to the children right. because they really didn't investigate it. Right. And right. you know how government works. You know how all these people, you know, what? they right. just kind of say we're going to do something. But yet, you know, they're not doing anything. Right. You know, and who decides whether the outcome is correct or not? The school board, you know, yeah. they should have an independent investigator go out there and look at this and ask a lot of questions. Right. And so you're right. You know, Denver 
is thirsting for true leadership. Now I have Hispanic and black leaders that are saying, Greg, we've had it with these guys. We need you to get you in there. You just need to win your primary and we'll take care of the general for you because we're going to work with you. Well, and that's good because, again, I go back to, you, you know, the people, they talk about rhinos and not rhinos. And, and, and again, there's this perception. And I think, the, how do I say it? Most grassroots people that I know don't have it anymore. But there's this perception that rhino somehow means moderate. But it doesn't mean moderate. Like I said, it just means swamp creature. It's somebody who's bought off by the donors and the, the, and the right. consultant class. I mean, look at the LEAP initiative that we went through. That was, fortunately, Colorado yeah, voters yeah, exactly. voted it down. I mean, right. it was like, look at all those so-called rhinos who came out in support of this completely Well, that's the trouble bill. the Republican Party, look, Donald. No, we don't was... need moderates in the Republican Party. No. We don't. No. You know, we don't need moderates. I don't care what you call them, right? We need strong, conservative individuals that stand by their values and belief that know how to win an argument, that know how to develop a message and how to deliver a message so that the people will recognize that our message is the right message that they're looking for. That's what we need, not moderates. And what I like about you, and I know Chuck is still on the executive committee, GOP. So nope, no, I'm oh, officially not. off He's today. officially off. Okay. Oh, officially no. off. But I, mean, but I, I got redistricted out, and I couldn't be ple- more pleased. <laughs> I had my last meeting on Thursday, and, and I congratulated everybody. And I said, you know, I've ruffled a lot of feathers, but I stood up for I won. I must admit, I got a there very nice reception from everyone. <laughs> and they're still now we're in CD8, who knows? But what I like about you, though, is you you just answer the question, right? Chuck, boom, right out of the barrel said, what do you think about the election integrity? And you answered it. You didn't weasel. You didn't waffle. You didn't, right. you know, and, and you say, we're going to bring back vouchers. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And, and you're not spending all of your time buying the fallacy that people don't want to hear the truth and that you must weasel around an answer. I mean, it's, it's just, it's good. And I think people may not vote for you or they may vote for you, but they know what they're going to get if they do. And if they don't like what you say, then they vote against you. I mean, that's how it's supposed to work. Well, Leo exactly. said, that of me, free at last, free at last. Oh, Thank from, God almighty, free at last. But I'm going to tell you this, guys. The, the, the general public out there, and this is what the establishment and Polis doesn't like, is that there is a movement that they can't stop. And people are starting to ask the right questions. They're actually starting to ask the right questions. And I tell them, you know, yeah, I'm running for governor, but more importantly, I'm applying for a job. I'm looking to work for you. You know, this is the CEO of the state of Colorado. So you must make sure that whoever you elect understands all the things that the state has to deal with, right? You don't just delegate. I think most importantly, you got to keep your hand on the pulse. That's you must keep your hand on the pulse of the communities and the voters. No, well, here, see, yeah. this is polis. You have your hand on the neck. That's that's what Democrats do. <laughs> you have your hand on the neck of the voters. And if they don't, if they start to say the wrong thing, you squeeze a little bit tighter. They go, ah! That's right. <laughs> so, well, well, I can tell yeah. uh, you, know, I agree totally with your analogy. That you're applying for a job. You're applying to 3 million people for a job. That's right. Uh, for the one job. I can't tell you how many people come on this program and say, I just want to let you know, I don't want, I don't want to be a senator. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. And I get off the show and I call them and saying, if you had a job and somebody came in and told you, I don't want your job, would you vote for them? <laughs> would you them. hire them? You wouldn't. Don't tell people you don't want the job. <laughs> tell people you want the job to help them. And exactly. what you're going to do for them. You don't want to say, I don't right. want this stinking job. <laughs> right. It's amazing how many people think that's an effective technique. And I'm afraid it's not. <laughs> It's not. It really isn't. You know, like you were saying, Julie, look, people are going to vote for me or not vote for me, but it's going to be based on the truth that I'm sharing with them. 
right? They're going to realize, hey, look, the one thing about Greg Lopez is he answers the questions. You know, he's not uh, hiding behind some political screen. He's not trying to figure out how the winds are blowing. He's going to tell you what he believes, and he's going to explain to you why he believes that way. Right. We're going to make Colorado a state where families can once again be proud about living in Colorado. I'm going to work to make sure that we improve the quality of life for everyone in the state on all 64 counties, not just the urban corridor. And people are going to once again feel like, you know what, Colorado is the West and we are proud to be Coloradans. And more importantly, guys, we are not going to be a sanctuary state under the Lopez administration. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be a 10th Amendment state. Right. We're going to do states' rights. We're going to stand the, for our rights. The Biden administration, I saw a thing, 90% of the ICE deportations have been halted. Another thing, too, that you could get on if you become, so I was reading another thing. So during the pandemic, the state doled out, I, they, they estimate some $87 million in fraudulent unemployment claims. Now, the audit has outlined that. And so what is Polis doing about it? Zippo, nothing, nothing. Oh, they have it. No. They aren't trying to retrieve it. They aren't trying to track it. They aren't trying to put stuff in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. And then you add that to the slush fund he uses to hire all of these right. new staff people. I mean, it's just this level of corruption. And that, like you say, but they want to hammer small businesses right. and make them tax. And they want to, you know, like go have people, you know, malls and businesses shut down if they aren't making people wear a mask. It's just insane. It is. And you look, that tells the people, right? You lose $83 million or you misappropriate $83 million. You know, that's fraud, waste, and abuse. And the reason he doesn't care is because it's not his money. Right. It's not his money. It right. belongs to the people, right? Yeah. It's easy to spend other people's money. Have him lose $83 million of his own money. And you watch his hair catch on fire. <laughs> you watch yeah. all of a sudden him like, this ain't right, right? Because it's his money. Because once again, right? He makes sure he doesn't pay more than 18% on taxes when it comes to his income tax. So we right. know he loves money. We know yeah, that. I'm sure that's true. Well, let me tell you, you were up in Mesa County to support Tina Peters and Sharona Bishop. Tell us about it. Well, you know what? I was there because, you know, Sharona, when you look at what happened with the FBI, right, the couple oh, of weeks terrible. before, yeah. and they knocked down doors and they went in there, you know, trying to look for evidence and yet, None of them have been have been um, accused with a crime, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, why are we doing this? So I went there to stand for the Constitution. Look, when we as Americans are not able to voice our opinion and say that we believe there's a problem in government in some level or another, and all of a sudden they try to bully us by breaking down our front door, that is just wrong. That is not what America is all about. Right. You know, well, and Tina is working so hard to protect the election process integrity you guys have seen the letter that she sent out to the mesa county commissioners yeah. mm -hmm. you know yeah. i've looked at the report you know i'm a reader and i look at this and when i if i was a county commissioner i'd say you know what guys we need to look into this we right. need to seriously look into this because there is something wrong when 2850 files are deleted you right. know yeah. by an update yeah, right. right. Well, right. and let's go back because, you know, you read the corporate media and all they want to do is they slam her conspiracy theories, blah, 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 you know, lie here, lie there. Mike Lindell, all she did was back, back up, up the, the files. It's exactly. like, 
and and here's the thing that I get. That's even saying, I mean, I come from Illinois and they have, we have maybe lower standards sometimes of political people's behavior, but that's even say that you have a, a clerk in a court who was wrong. The way to deal with that is to not have the freaking state Democrat right. Secretary of State send somebody else in. Uh, who, who should it? Wayne Williams, who got us the Dominion machine and is a Republican right. and a swamp creature. Like you said, th- this constitutional way, the legal way to do that would be to have the voters recall her. If the voters don't like right. what she's doing, there are ways to deal with it. And it's not to have all of a sudden so, the heavy handed Democrats stomp in there and take it over. Well, you- so here's how I explained it. Here's how I explain it to the normal voter. When they say, hey, Greg, what's really going on in Mesa County? I say, look, look at it this way. Imagine you go online and you look at your bank statement and you're looking at the deposits and the deposits and you you print it. And you say, you know what? I'm going to look at this because I'm going to study it later. And then two weeks later, you come back online again and you look at your uh, online statement and you realize, wait a minute, there's some deposits that are missing. There's some checks that are missing. No one would say, oh, don't worry about that. You know, it's not a big deal. Someone would say, yeah, that's the right. That's the gold standard. That's how we keep our money in the bank. People would say, no, 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 no. I need to know what happened. Why did that deposit get deleted? Why did that check no longer show? These are the basic questions that Tina Peters is asking. Yeah. Why are these files missing? Right. Well, right. Where'd they go and who has them? Well, yeah. for, for that, uh, you, you got a mention on the Kyle Clark show uh, for <laughs> going right. up there and, and his morning show. Uh, that he shares with Peter. Uh, it's now the Peter Boyles Kyle Clark show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you got you got you got called all kinds of names. Uh, but I hear you're going on there, and and here I'll give you a suggestion. Okay, go in person. Don't let them. I didn't know. Trust me, phone. I'm going to be in the studio. Yeah, I didn't going to be in studio. Call somebody, no one's going to hang up on me. Yeah, I'm going to be in studio. The devil to your face, and it is. <laughs> That's uh, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And again, you know, uh, just a couple more questions as we know you got to go. But how do you deal with this when you do have such a a biased and I'm, I'll go ahead and just say the flat out word corrupt media clearly devoted, just like they were devoted to get rid of Trump, getting rid of Trump. They're devoted toward getting rid of anyone who they disagree with about anything. How do you campaign? I mean, it's got to be a little bit different. I mean, how do you campaign in that kind of so environment? Here's the thing, right. The strategy is like anything else. You have to go into the snake pit. When they call your name or they say that you're, you got to challenge them in their field, you got to make sure that people are watching. And they realize that they're not able to truly stand behind what they're saying. The second thing you got to do is you got to create a word of mouth campaign. Yeah. You must be out there talking to people and letting them know who you are. Right. And don't let the media define you as a person or define you as a candidate. You go face to face and talk to people. They'll make their own decision. They'll make their own judgment. And that's why we're going to have 30,000 volunteers across the state of Colorado, because we know they're going to shut down my social media page. We know they're going to shut down everything that's electronic. And so we are going out there and we are building an army of of word of mouth campaign of over 30,000 people. They can't shut down a word of mouth campaign. Wow. Well, then where can that, that leads me, that was nicely done. It leads me to our final question. And that is where can people go to help? Cause you're going to need help and you're going to need oh, yeah. money. And you're you need, need people to, to join that. 30, right. That's where right. do people go and how, what can people do for you? They can go to Lopez 2022.com. Go there, donate, register to be a volunteer, get ready because we're going to make sure we take Colorado back. 
But more importantly, they need to share my Facebook page. They need to just talk to all their friends and all their families, right? We all have a circle of influence. Every individual has at least a circle of 10 to 15 people that listen to them. Just keep talking about me, just like Peter Boyles did. And just like, you know, Kyle Clark, the more they hear the name, yeah. it's what they're going to remember, right? <laughs> so the name Lopez is what's going to... It's hey, Lopez2020.com. Hey, right. 2022. Right. Hey, 2022. here's the guys. You might not have heard this, but this is how desperate they are. They're so afraid of me. There is another candidate with the last name Lopez that entered the race in October. Yet oh, no one can kidding. find this person. Yeah, no one can find him. He looks, his website looks almost like mine. He's yeah. got these fake endorsements that the press can't find who these people are. But yeah, they have another wow. Lopez running under the Republican ticket. That's how afraid they are of me. And I bet you that's Jared Polis. If it's not Jared, because I'm going to say it's him first. If it's not Jared, it is a Republican establishment yes. that is not happy. I, I'd look wow. down in El. I'd look down in El Paso <laughs> no, County. No, it's those guys in the khaki pants and the navy blazers who were at Washington D.C. the other day. It's all, all the of them. It's, it's all of them. <laughs> if they start showing up at your events, Greg, you know. That's right. Okay. So how? So people, what they need to do then? So you don't want to just Google then Greg Lopez for governor. You right. want to go to Lopez2022.com. Right. You can Google me. It'll take you right there as well. Okay. You know, so either way. Okay. Go to my website, right? Register to be a part of the team and that type of stuff. But you know what? The first, so just so you know, the first scheduled opportunity for all the gubernatorial candidates to be together is January 6th up in Will County. So that's going to be the well, first somebody time that we all indicated- together. That, that the other Lopez is going to be on Peter's show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right. Greg, thank you for your time. Continued good luck to you. We appreciate thank your time you. today. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much, guys. You guys take care. Have a Merry Christmas if I don't see you. You know, may God bless you and your family. All thank right. You. Same to you, too. Thank Bye-bye. you, sir. There. All Bye-bye. right, everybody. Greg Lopez, 2022.com. Here we can read some of the things. Um, this is from Sandra Gregg. Thank you for fighting back. Um, Doc, Dr. Donna saying thank you. And you guys, so we can kind of continue this. If we want to, we can open it up now. If you want to, if you're on um, Zoom and you want to talk, go ahead and unmute yourself and you can come on. Call in 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. Wanted to talk a little bit more, actually all kinds of things, but about this whole concept of, you know, establishment, rhino, you know, extreme. And I think we do got to have to be careful, right? They they try to, all of these no, other no, no, forces- it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's easy to understand. Okay. Republicans used to, who were, quote unquote, moderate Republicans, would call themselves moderate Republicans. They were all over the place, except they became incredibly unpopular. Right. And so no one would go by the name of moderate Republicans who'd identify themselves as being a squish. Um, and so people began to hide it. And, and where Heidi Ganahl stands, I'm not sure. On the Greg on the big issues, I do know where Greg stands on all the big issues, um, and so I, I think you know what we have to do is eventually start a caucus or group and just you know America First Republicans or or something that 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 we because just to say I'm a conservative Republican, I mean Billy 
on 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 uh, Peter Schoch calls himself a conservative. I mean, it's become meaningless. It's become meaningless. But you can you can tell though the difference. Like I said, I think it's not modern anymore. It, it is. I think it's a swamp creature. It's somebody who's in it who won't give you a straight answer. They're beholden to the consultant class and the donor class. I'm going to give the example. I mean, you can tell. Look at Doug Lamborn versus Lauren Boebert, right? right. Doug Lamborn won't even tell you because we called and tried to ask him, "How did you vote on the Liz on Liz Cheney?" Right? right and he right. said, "Well, he wasn't going to say." And I'm like, why won't you say? And they're like, because he doesn't have to. So he's not going to say. Right. And it's like, well, why would you? But Lauren Boebert, you may sometimes, you know, she's out there. You may not. I agree with her. But I mean, if you don't, you know where she stands. It's these people who are, there's only one reason I think that they won't tell you where they stand on things or they give you mealy mouth answers. And that's because they don't stand anywhere. They just want to be in power. They just want to get rich. They just want to, you know, I mean, so it's a swamp. I I mean, I would almost say they're not moderates. When people say, oh, well, Coloradans, you know, they don't like the extreme. It's, we're not talking extreme. We're talking about somebody like Greg Lopez who tells you what he believes, who tells you what people are telling him and says, here's how I'd fix the problems you're telling me about. That's not, a, I mean, that's what, maybe if you don't like his answers, don't vote for him, but, but don't label him extreme and make up fake well, issues like election. Well, you have to, after a while, just accept they're going to call you that and go fine. No. If standing up for the Constitution is extreme, I'm for that. If school choice is extreme, then I'm for that. If if getting rid of mass mandates and, and uh, vaccination uh, requirements is extreme then I'm extreme um, but you can't they're, they're going to call you extreme and and you you have to say what does extreme mean anymore uh, other than it's somebody who believes in things and stands up for them because yeah, somehow opposite. that's extreme, yeah, right? That, right? That's considered extreme. Yeah, and this is from Sandra. Look at all the Republicans who voted for the red flag law, kick him out of office. Well, exactly. And you know why they did? Because they were afraid that people would say, oh, they're for gun violence or something, right? It's as right. if people can't tell the difference. If people well, can't actually, tell there the wasn't truth. a lot of them that voted for that. No, But if you look at this year, this last year, oh, the Liberty Scorecard and all the legislators are the few in the House that got A's. All the rest of them were just kind of, they right. voted for Democratic bills. Um, right. Just like uh, you look at the LEAP program. I and mean, the LEAP program really was just a permanent Democrat giveaway to themselves with a small slice given over to some rhinos. Um, and who, who, who was for that? Bill Owens, the only Republican governor uh, that's alive, former governor, um, who Hank... Hank um, Brown. Brown. Uh, everybody, we love Hank Brown, right? Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. He's another one that gives away everything. Right. Um, and you see, Greg, you're still here. Do you want to jump in on this? You know, I, I just want to say, you know what? I, I agree with you guys. Look, I stand for the Constitution. I stand for America. And if someone wants to say that I'm being, you know, radical, whatever guilty is charged, because at the end of the day, this is how we're going to make sure the truth is always being discussed. You know, we live now in a half a society of half truth, you know, they won't tell us the whole truth, right? right? We need people that can tell the truth, the good and bad and the ugly, you know, and, and I'm looking forward to this election guys, because you're going to hear more of me and people are starting to ask the right questions. And I'm going into the Democrat strongholds and I'm getting voters to look at me and they're saying, you know what, Greg, we think we're going to support you. We really like what you have to say. I'm talking to union leaders, union leaders are saying, you know what? We like what we're hearing. 
Well, right. well, undoubtedly, you're a white supremacist. Uh, no, but, he's not. Don't say that. Well, like, uh, it's obvious he's not a white supremacist. But I mean, if if Candace <laughs> Owens is a white supremacist, if Casper uh, Stockham, Casper uh, uh, Stockham's a white supremacist, you know, everybody's yeah, a white it's, supremacist. It's crazy. <laughs> yep. You know, there's double speak, right? They like to redefine the terms to fit their narrative. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Greg, listen, we'll let you go now. Thank, Thank you. you for your time, sir. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. You too. You too. Um, well, yeah, I think he's absolutely right, though. People keep people can see through it anymore, right? People right, right. and I'm and well, that kind of leads us into our other topic because you wanted to talk about this too, and that is some of the the changes going on. I'm sure you all know Chris Cuomo got fired, um, and then this is kind of funny. I forgot about this other guy, Dustin Heiss is his name, who is um, there's a court case coming up soon who had accused Don Lemon of sexual I so, think assault and harassment uh-huh, uh-huh. and he said CNN is a predator protecting machine yeah. but it's getting ugly so what happened is, is first they fired him and they're like oh we're really sorry but we have to fire him and he's like well I love my time there at CNN and I'm sad to see it go now he's like I'm going to sue your butts for the rest of my contract you all knew what was going on Zucker or Jeff Zucker knew what was going on and then Jeff Zucker is like this is why we fired you yeah, because yeah, you were it's it's kind of like like i was saying sit grab the popcorn and sit back and watch because it started out nicely but it's not staying nice for very long but there are a lot of changes though coming up in the in the cable media and i in the same time there's a lot of growth i think in media like this podcast and get this so the trump media sooner or later there was announced today devin nunez i think is going to be joining the trump media group right when that i mean but guess what the sec is investigating it's a trump media group hasn't even really started yet and it's under federal investigation hunter biden the clintons all of that stuff don't care about that don't care about that at all sandra says i don't know it's not a first but george brockler and bill owens also supported so the red flag loss no 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 leap leap so did christy burton brown um i got him so at least the republican party didn't support leap um but yeah i mean it's just it's just amazing what uh well, they think back to that. They think that we're not going to figure it out. Right. They well, think that somehow they think, well, but people are because I think there was this massive distrust. And I'll give um, credit to um, Kim Munson and Patty Kurgan on mm-hmm. the Kim Munson yeah, show who yes. read the Leap Initiative yes, and said, hey, yes. wait a minute, guys, and then started spreading the word. Yes. But there was a time when it would have been very hard to spread that word. But now there are so many alternate forms. I mean, there are the establishment and the the Democrats control a lot of the media, but there are more and more alternate forms going up. And as you were saying, you know, look at the the shakeup that's going on in the Democrat run media organizations on cable news. Well, you got Brian Williams. He's gone. That's the nine o'clock slot. At MSNBC. At MSNBC. You've got Rachel Maddow, who's going down to purportedly once a week, which means that the the eight o'clock slot is is open most of the time. Um, you've got uh, Cuomo leaving. He's the most highly rated of the uh, CNN ones. I mean, it, it is just a, a bloodbath of 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 left wing cable news that is that is leaving. And the ones that are leaving are the strongest ones. It's not the weakest ones. I mean, it's not the Chris Hayes and and some of the other ones. I mean, it's it's amazing how this is just going bad for them now it'll give an opportunity if they can find some talent uh to build up new ones but you know with with malone buying uh 
CNN. Uh, he may not want to uh, have those. Well, that, yeah, this is from Sandra. Still don't trust CNN. Always something fishy and more than likely evil going on behind the clo- behind yeah, the doors there. Well, yeah, I mean, well, clearly they they had a, an agenda and they pushed their agenda and pushed their agenda. Um, and they let Chris Cuomo get away with it. I mean, I, you know, I was in broadcasting and worked in TV newsrooms for, you know, 30, more than 30 years. And what he did, you can't do. Well, I mean, Becca, you can help your brother, but then you don't report on your brother. And if you're going to go ahead and say, you have to let management know. You have to say, I'm well, having a did. draft this. Right. Well, that's did. what's going to be funny. But you can't use your news resources to try to trash people who are coming out and making the oh, accusations. That's the I mean, that's ever been done? Oh, oh, I know. I know. But it's the Washington <laughs> Post. I mean, <laughs> but the way that a good newsroom and the way it used to be uh, is they would have immediately pulled you off uh, of that. that so you couldn't days. have done it. Yeah, exactly. That was that was in the good old days when things. Good but I think days. though people don't trust it. It is there is this growing, uh, and it's and I think frankly it's not just conservative. I think you see it all over the place. We know with the guys at BBS that YouTube tries to censor all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. The shows that that BBS, I mean BBS has been banned from YouTube because of various shows that they have on on all kinds of things. They are trying to limit anything that is not authorized. And authorized, I guarantee you, is somebody that says number one what they agree with, and number two that's paying the piper. You used to be able to boost stuff on Facebook, right? right. Well, now it gets more and more expensive. Yeah. If you don't pay to boost, they don't show your stuff, right. but people are getting smart. That's why there's alternate media forms coming up. And I think this Trump media group, I, just, I find it hilarious and although entirely predictable that they're already under investigation. <laughs> they haven't, they haven't even started yet. And they're already under, I mean, what could they even be investigating, right? There's nothing to investigate. Leo says that, uh, YouTube will soon be banning YouTube. Yeah, they will soon be banning YouTube. Well, and what's going on with Twitter, right? Where they're banning all of these pictures. I mean, if you're taking a picture in a public place, I mean, they're spelling, I don't want to say their own demise because they're strong and they've got a grip and they're going to continue to have it. But pretty soon it's just going to be more of an echo chamber than it already is. And I think there is going to be growth in other areas that people get that you can't just read CNN and think you're getting the entire straight story. And I think that's why people are leaving, right? I think it's not what it used to be. Well, that's true. Well, let's talk about an old-time Republican passed away at age 98, <laughs> um, Bob Dole. Um, now, in some ways, Bob was kind of a greatest generation guy. Got wounded 10th Mountain Division, which is based was based in Colorado and everything else. Um, in a lot of other ways, he was Mr. Establishment Republican. He ran for vice president all the way back in 76 with Gerald Ford. Uh, he ran for vice president. Um, and ran for president uh, in 80, 88, and got the nomination in 96. Um, the trouble hit with, with Bob Dole, and he had good characteristics, and he had a sardonic sense of humor, um, was that he really represented nothing. Um, he really rhino. represented rhino. I mean, he was, uh, Newt Gingrich said, the tax collector for the welfare state. And that really uh, rankled Dole. Uh, but it was true. Every time uh, the Democrats would come up with a budget that was in the deficit, he would then support a tax to support all the new programs. Um, that's why he was called tax collector for the welfare state in the 80s. He was the one who convinced, one of the ones who convinced uh, George H.W. Bush to do the Great Compromise in 1990, where he raised all the taxes in return for, quote, quote unquote, 
budget reforms. And the, the budget reforms went away, of course. They never were followed. Why would you have to raise taxes for budget reforms? It uh, seems be, be, to me that if you have budget reforms, there should be fewer taxes. Well, or no, less budget taxes. reforms, they meant increasing the budget. <laughs> oh, um, silly me. Silly. That's, well, I guess you're right. That's the way I tried to reform my budget, yeah, is yeah. to increase it. And that's, <laughs> and that's why George Bush, uh, George H.W. Bush, one of the key reasons why he lost in, in, in 92. Um, was he broke? He said, read my lips, no new taxes. Well, Bob Dole convinced them, new taxes. Yeah, oh, no, they won't listen to that. We always oh, they, they thought you were, we always lie. They know yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, I, and so he'd always facilitate the left's ideas by providing all the money they could possibly get. Now, I will give him credit for he endorsed uh, Trump after he got the nomination yeah. 2016. And, you know, he was one of the few establishment ones that actually did. Um, certainly the Bushes and all the rest of them didn't. So well, I'll, because, give him, I'll give him credit for that. Well, and yeah, and, and the only reason, because I, I, you don't, I don't get the impression, and I don't, well, let me, I'll tell my quick Dole story. Oh, I have okay. one quick Dole story. I haven't heard and the it's, Dole it's, story. I know you haven't heard this either. It's an Elizabeth Dole story. Oh. When I was in college, I was majoring in journalism and mass communications. Um, there was a uh, guy, this was, we, we, we patterned it after an NPR show. It, his name was Denny Van Lu, and we called it the Hayden Van Lu show. I think maybe we called it the Van Lu Hayden show. I forget. <laughs> um, I have no idea what happened to him. He probably has no idea what happened to me. But anyway, one of the times it was a little radio show at Iowa State University and the student radio oh, station. Really? Oh, yeah. I've heard this too. And, and Elizabeth Dole was in town and somehow or another we got her for the show. I got to tell you, I got my hat handed to me. This was, I mean, it was like my first interview ever, right? And so I was like, oh, and she was just, <laughs> I was like this deer in the headlight and she was like this big, I forget even what she was. She was in some kind of government position, very powerful. She was charming and nice, but she just kind of like, no, railroaded me. Yeah, railroaded right over me and I learned my lesson. It's like, you need to do your homework before you do interviews. You need to be prepared to be run over. But that's 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 my only dull story. No, okay. um, but it sounds like, though, what you're saying is you look at it, he does not strike me as somebody who was one of the, the elite. Right. The reason the Bushes and all of those people don't like Donald Trump is he's not one of them. Right. right. He, he's not the elite. He doesn't get what the elites are supposed to do. He doesn't do the elite kind of things. And he's he's, a, he's an outsider there. But I don't get the impression that that was the kind of person Bob Dole was. No. I mean, he, he was pretty well rooted in, in Kansas and and all of that. But he, he certainly did not stand up for the little guy. <laughs> um, and, and there's a Republican Party that that's the trouble. I mean, he got into politics at a very young age. I think he was a prosecutor for a little while back in Kansas. And then his whole life, he was in elective office in Congress as a vice president candidate, as a senator. He was a majority leader. Then he was a ran for president. And, and there was no more desultory, sad campaign than Bob Dole's 1996 campaign. I mean, after he finished the campaign, go on shows and he'd show some, some of his trademark sardonic humor. And you go, where was that guy? Yeah, right. Well, this is from Leo, the Democrat that turned Republican so he could run in Kansas. Sanders like, I have a problem with Newt Gingrich too. And then Leo Dole was just a more charismatic Mitch McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's was. not saying yeah. a lot. And he wasn't very charismatic. <laughs> so. But of course, now everyone loves him, right? Because he was, although they're, they're kind of waffling about it because he did endorse Trump, right? right. And they're probably saying, well, just because he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, so. you know. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was in Joe Biden state. Yeah, really. <laughs> One other thing we could talk about real quick. I want to say, and I was going to ask Greg about this and then ran out of time, but um, Roe versus Wade. And you want to talk about the constitutionality issues. One of the things I think is interesting 
is I'm reading all the Democrats, excuse me, kind of secretly hoping that the court overturns it because they think that that's going to be like a, a great thing for Democrats in an election. I don't think so. I think you look at the polls that show maybe a few years ago it might have been, but right now people are worried about all the polls show the economy, inflation, schools, education, crime, and way, you know, immigration, border control, way down the list is abortion. I mean, ab- well, and abortion is- Democrats already put out that abortion would be banned. It wouldn't be be right. each state, and therefore places like California, Colorado. New York, Colorado, it would be legal. You know, five years after your birth, um, and so if you want an abortion, and you're in a more conservative state that banned abortions, you just travel across straight lines like. Kyle to get a lottery ticket, and, and, and that's not the same. I know that, but I mean, people travel across state yeah, lines for, for a beer, variety of reasons, right? For beer, marijuana, and <laughs> anything else. Um, so it's it's kind of. I mean, I think when people figure out, oh, I mean, just it's just going to be out loud in a few states, and you go to other states. I think it'll have less of an effect. But I don't know. But you know, I, I can see the arguments for abortion, family planning, blah, blah, blah. Certainly after seeing Rev, I can, having Rev, I can see the, the, the arguments against, against it. it. I cannot see the constitutional right. uh, basis for saying the Constitution guaranteed you a right uh, to abort a baby. I mean, it's clear that they just made it up and they called it a penumbra right, which means a shadow right or something else. Out of, it means that we're throwing in anything we want. Yeah, so. it really means, means the Constitution means nothing. Right. It means nothing. Right. Um, and so it's it's really an, a, a, a an abortion of a constitutional doctrine. Well, that- and, you know, and Leo brings up both Leo and I mean, you know, f- the Fed statistics estimate two million couples are looking to adopt children. There should be no reason for most abortions. I think um, didn't Amy Comey Barrett pointed out that um, all every single state, all 50 states have safe haven laws. So if you have a baby, you can essentially just leave it at a police station or fire stations. No questions asked. No, anything. Well, you're going to be able to get an abortion. New York is not going to outlaw abortions. No, I mean, and that's the thing. And I think that so that's where Democrats, they think they're going to be able to say, you know, oh, they're getting rid of women's rights. And in Colorado, even they're preparing abortion bills. It's like we already have one of the most liberal. What on earth are they going to add to the bill? Right. Except to say you can't undo it, which, of course, is ridiculous because we can always undo most things. So I, I think though it's not going to, bottom line, I think that the Democrats are mistaken. I think right now there are too many other things that people care about much more than they care about abortion. So maybe if it's 50-50 and this person, you know, abortion might, but I just don't see abortion being the litmus test, the, the giant swing that's going to suddenly well, it's swing everything. Well, hard to see back. how a conservative justice who believes in a strict constitution yeah. um, could, now Roberts is willing to go uh, you know, not override, override um, Roe v. Wade, although uphold the Kansas one, which is also a, a non sequitur as far as, you know, it's clear that Roe v. Wade would have prevented the Mississippi law. Um, and maybe he can convince Amy Coleman Barrett or someone other one to go along with him. And so Roe would exist. In a, in a much truncated form. They just do that. And here's, this is um, Colorado, this is from Jacob. Colorado is the first state to allow abortions with the Republican legislature. You're right about that, Jacob. It's like, you know, um, 
and then you're going to, you know, you just know Republicans like Kevin Priola oh. are, are going to be all wishy-washy about, 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 about that issue too. Oh. Um, once again, refusing just to say what they believe, right? It's it, you just say what you believe. Um, that's well, all. say what he believes, kill the kid. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Hey, listen, that's going to do it for us today. Um, on um, Wednesday, thank you to Greg Lopez, number yeah, one. Thanks, thank you to everybody on Zoom. Thank you to everybody for listening. You can sign up for our newsletter and catch all of our shows at chuckandjulie.com. Wednesday, we're going to have John Conlon on. Um, He's going to explain, I guess, to put it bluntly, why government sucks so much and why there's not much we can do about it except to limit it. So that should be kind of interesting because you've been saying that forever. I have been saying that forever. I mean, just study Chinese history and you can figure out why governments are the way they are and why they always will be the way they are. Because they're run by people. They're run by people. Until we get to AI, until we have our avatars do it. Oh, man. (laughs) Hey, that'll do it for us, everybody. Have a great day. We will see you all on Wednesday. Bye-bye.